child and adolescent mental health disorders. 60% with depression and 80% with anxiety. I just felt kids. numb to the kids world. Kids being bullied sometimes to It death. seems the passage of time has only made bullying I've worse. I've seen a lot of bullying happen. This is an issue that touches just about every family. There's just a constant country. pressure, I guess, with everybody. It takes a lot of guts to talk about this. Welcome to Teen Talk, a podcast platform by teens for teens, where we have a chance to be heard. That's right. Real teens talking about real life, meeting teenagers where we are, and engaging in real conversations with each other and for each other. Our moderator is Jason Hopkins, president and CEO of National Alliance on Mental Illness, Arapaho and Douglas Counties. He's also the president and founder of The Connection Project. We will explore the topics that matter most to teens today. It is a podcast for teens, by teens, proudly sponsored by Jade Recovery and Mountain High Appliance. Our goal is to meet you where you are and reinforce that you are not alone. We will discuss relevant topics, share personal stories, and inspire hope. Thank you for joining us for Teen Talk. Today we have three high school students who are here to talk about the pressures they face in life. We know that life makes a lot of demands on youth today, and we wanted to learn more about what they are confronted with. Our hope is to shine a light on the issues that are affecting teens the most so that we may help, heal, and inspire hope. Welcome, and thank you all for being here. To start, would each of you introduce yourself and give our listeners a little more insight into who you are and why this topic is important to you? Um, I am a 17-year-old high school student, but I'm in the Cherry Creek School District. I'm going to be an incoming senior next year. Um, Sports guy, love football, love swimming, anything really. Give me a ball and, yeah. I'll okay. do something with it. Great. I am uh, also a 17-year-old high schooler, going to be a senior in the Cherry Creek School District. Um, same thing pretty much, like <laughs> football, run track, no, just okay. enjoy sports. Sports guys. Yep. Yep. I'm also a senior in the Cherry Creek School District. Um, I'm actually a rower, and I swim for our school in the winter. Okay. Do you guys have any other extracurricular activities outside of outside of sports? Um, <laughs> I can play some instruments. Okay, what do you yeah. like to play? Um, piano. I really like to. I'm like self-taught kind of. That's awesome. And then um, like uh, the guitar I used to play. Okay. Yeah. A lot of it's just everyday teenage stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like listening to music. I'm just trying to have fun. <laughs> going for a drive. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing like super extraordinary. Um, sports is kind of like my, that's your outlet. Yeah. That's my outlet. That's my centerpiece. Okay. What about you? Um, I also play instruments. I play the ukulele and the guitar. Um, and I'm also very into my, uh, church youth group, which is really cool. And, um, I actually play guitar at youth group sometimes, which is really fun. Yeah. That's cool. How'd you get into the ukulele? Um, it was kind of a joke with my dad, we, cause his name is Luke. And so we called it the Luke Laley. And <laughs> so it was a father's day present Okay, and I decided I wanted to play it and I had already played, um, guitar. So it's pretty easy to learn ukulele after that. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So as I mentioned a minute ago, today we're going to talk about the pressures that you guys are facing in life. Um, you know, academic pressures, peer pressures, Um, extracurricular activity, um, (laughs) pressures, um, future planning pressure. Let's just have a conversation around what are the things that stress you guys out and that you feel pressure by? Homework. Homework. (laughs) Okay. What specifically about homework? 
Um, Too much of it? The abundance of it, yeah. Especially if you're trying to take, like, classes that are a little more difficult just so you can fix your GPA or get a higher GPA in some people's cases. Um, It's just I feel like I don't have enough time between sports and homework and school and family and then then your parents start to like freak out because you're not home as much or not spending time with them you just feel kind of disconnected right right I can I can understand that that makes sense what about for you guys um I think homework is a very typical thing that everyone talks about and I think a lot of teachers and parents kind of discount that I think um, a lot of the work that teachers are giving us is totally just busy work. And yes, sometimes we do need busy work. Sometimes it is just something that's just part of school. But um, I think they think that we that they are preparing us for college, but that's not what college is. College is a few tests and that's your grade. It's not a ton of work. And I think by giving us more of that, it's not preparing us for college at all because we aren't allowed to study for tests on our own and have to be independent in our schoolwork, especially. So. so really, it sounds like it's it's hard to balance what you've got going on, yeah. you know, in your, your activities along with your schoolwork. Definitely. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I'd say the biggest pressure is the pressure to succeed. Okay. Definitely. Can you tell us more about that? Like between a coach or a teacher or a parent or a younger sibling, right? they all expect you to do this and that, um, go to a, maybe not expect, but wish really hard for you to go to an Ivy League school, finish with the 4.0 or above with your GPA, um, get a perfect ACT score. And that's like, part of it's on us for putting that pressure on ourselves, but a lot of it is the pressure being put on us by those that we hold most dear. Right. Um, it's like... You want to make the, make your people proud. Yeah. And like I said, it feeds into both us doing it ourselves yeah. because we feel like the need to, which goes into like the whole love for each other, um, respect for each other, but also like it's just being loaded onto us. Like a dump truck just literally dumped everything onto us at one time, right. especially if you get into like your sophomore or junior year yeah. and this entire, just, this is going to be the most important two years of your life. Just like that. And that's one of the most difficult things to deal with. I agree with that. And I think, um, something that's very prevalent today is not if you're going to college, but where you're going to college. I think Personally, I'm going I'm looking at small state schools so I can get it paid off. And I know like I'm not a super super smart kid, but I'm not super not smart. Um and I think there's so much pressure on put on where you are going to school instead of if you're going to school. I think there are so many professions that you can go into or just different things that you can do with your life that you don't need to go to college for. And um Yes, I know a lot of people, a ton of my friends are going to college. Like, I don't I don't think I know a single person that isn't going to college, but I think a lot of kids don't know what they necessarily want to do in college yet. It's just um, that they're expected to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're expected to go, and so they go, but they don't really get much out of it. 
Um, I know a lot of people that are coming back and they're just saying that, yeah, I'm just taking random classes because, like, I have no idea what I'm doing yet. Um, And college is great to figure that out. But I think, especially at school, um, it would be great to have somewhat of an idea of what you want to go into. Like, I'm interested in so many different things, but that's so hard to do in life. Like, you can't can't be a doctor. You can't do mission work all of your life. I mean. Well, not everybody knows what they want to do from the time that they're a kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing that as what I would call future pressure. So basically, like, what happens next? When do you guys first start feeling that? You all are about to be seniors. Is that something that you have felt for a long time? Oh, yeah. It really hit me halfway through uh, sophomore year. Okay. Did something happen that that made you Uh, realize that? Yeah, I had to move schools for a little bit, and it was not a nice school that I went to. Okay. And it just – I could really see the – where I would be if I didn't, like, succeed how I'm supposed to. But at the same time, it's not about succeeding for, like, my parents and everything, which it is in a sense, but I want to – Go to school. I want to do what I want with my life and actually have fun with it instead of work like a nine to five job behind a desk. Okay, so it really and was you just, having a glimpse of what kind of future you wanted for yourself. Yeah, it. Um, I, I don't want to. Like, I nobody wants to be poor, or on that. Well, so that brings <laughs> up. Well, that brings up an important point. So when when you talk about future pressure, is a lot of that about you know, feeling the pressure of being able to go and get education that's going to allow you to have a decent job and pay your bills and do all of that? Or is it just really the stress of what comes next? I think it's it's a lot of what comes next. I think we do have a lot of opportunities, but getting to do all of these things that we're presented with is kind of difficult. Um, I think like coming here today is a great opportunity to, I mean, I just got a tour of the station. Like, that's awesome. Right, it is cool. Um, and I think having more opportunities like that, like um, this past fall I did this medical careers class, and um, it showed me a lot of different careers. I think um, it opens your eyes to different things that you could do because I don't think there are just so many jobs out there, and I don't think – you're really exposed to that until you are looking for a job. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that was a lot of people define a job as, like, owner, employee, or, like, you have business, sports, blue-collar, white-collar. It's very black and white, you know what I mean? Right. Whereas in reality, which we often don't think about, is – it goes into layers and layers and layers of employment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that. It's kind of more like a pyramid instead of a two-sided coin. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I find the people that ultimately end up being, you know, most pleased with their 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 work are people who pursue passions. So they yeah. have an interest and they decide to pursue that and, and turn that into something that pays them. Exactly. And I know there's probably a lot of pressure around how do I take something I'm passionate yeah. about if – you have many things and turn that into something that pays me and it evolves. And, you know, I, I have always come from the perspective that you go to college to really do a couple of things. One, to show you can complete something, but two, it, it helps you define what it is that you're interested in along the way. I mean, I know I went to school for something that I absolutely have never used, mm-hmm. but I finished anyways. 
um, which creates a whole other set of pressures. So I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to burden you guys with that. But um, I certainly I, I know that feeling is real. Um, so how do you prioritize? You've got the homework. You've got the future pressures. How do you prioritize these busy schedules you have and decide really where to, to spend your focus, um, you know, to get the most bang for your buck with the amount of energy you have? Whatever's going to take me to the next level. How do you decide that? Um, I guess from for me, I guess it was trial and error. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I would say trial and error, but also, like, your peers can help you out with that, too. Um, sometimes they'll tell you what they want to tell you and not what you need to hear. Right. But, like, say your mom says, oh, you're a really good student, but sorry to break it to you, you're not the best athlete. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got to pursue academics instead of tennis. Does that make sense? But yeah, absolutely. And that's the truth, by the way. Not everybody is going to be the best athlete. It doesn't yeah. mean you don't love it. Uh-huh. You just not, may not be great at it. Right. And... And that's the sad thing. That's like the whole, goes back to the whole life isn't fair thing. Whereas sometimes you just can't really do what you love. And like maybe you find something else that you love. Maybe you never thought you'd love being an accountant. But here you are punching in numbers and it's working out for you. Right. I think going along with that, um, a lot of us define ourselves by very minimal, very minimal amount of things like athlete, student. Like I think... Getting into more... It's pretty bland. Yeah, definitely. And I think if one of those doesn't work out, you definitely don't feel a lot of self-worth. Um, and I think it's very, very important for us to continue to make more connections, not only in sports and in school, but in outside organizations. And it is hard to do that, but um, I think that's something else that we need to prioritize. So how do you think there's a way to do that? I know you're involved with your church your church group. You know, how, how are ways that you all can get more invested in something different today? Um, I think, well, of course, my church youth group um, is great. Um, also, um, getting involved in uh, nursing homes, I think that's a great, great, great way for um, teens to get involved with their community. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that's very overlooked. Um, I think a lot of us need to connect with older people, which sounds so crazy, but, um, they know what they're doing. And I think we discount that a lot, like a, a lot. Um, and it can be very humbling to talk to them. Um, I think another thing is just volunteering in your community. Um, I mean, around us, there aren't a ton of outreach programs, but if you go downtown, there are so many different things that you can do. And I think we always talk about doing those things, but we never actually get involved. Um, And I agree, it can be hard, but like clubs at school can get you involved in all that kind of stuff. Um, And I think just being humbled by all of those things can really be valuable. Yeah, that's great stuff. But even in listening to you talk about it, I feel a sense of pressure about it, something else to figure out and do. Mm -hmm. So if you're not naturally inclined to maybe go out and find an outreach opportunity or place to volunteer, what do you do then? Um, Do you, do you all encourage each other? Like you may be involved in things. Do you talk about it in your friend group? Hey, I did this, like join me or. Yeah, that's another thing too. There's a lot of like peer pressure 
for like going out and doing something. Does that make sense? Right. Like a friend will say, you really need to go to this nursing home yeah. or you really need to, you really need to right. do something. Um, and that like feeds in the whole cycle, but I kind of encourage almost that kind of pressure because they are looking out for you. Um, and it's like, it's a good pressure. kind of. Yeah. I mean, and there is good pressure and bad pressure. So let's talk about that. What What's good pressure versus bad pressure? Good pressure is encouragement. Bad pressure is saying you need to. Okay. Well, what um, if it's yeah. encouragement, but they're saying you need to as the encouragement. Mm-hmm. Like um, a lot of time, especially with academics, this is why this comes up a lot with a big pressure is because everybody's saying you oh. need to do this in order to get into this college. Right. You need to do this in order to succeed. Um, whereas with other things like sports or um, chasing a career – um, volunteering, it's more of a, you should do this because I think it could benefit you or it could benefit, uh, your outlook on life. Mm -hmm. Um, and it should be a beneficial thing in terms of where you're going to end up afterwards. Yeah. And so I guess that does apply for academics too, but with academics, it's all based on the societal expectation. You feel like it's more of a burden than something that so. you want to do. Yeah, it's like it's inconvenient in a sense <laughs> to the people that actually have to do it. Yeah, but we've all been through it, and um, it's just you don't really want to do something that you don't enjoy. If right. you don't enjoy writing a nine-page essay, oh, yeah. this gets me into a whole other thing, and I've been saying this for years. <laughs> High school and middle school. Actually, not middle school, but after after middle school, so in high school, you should be able to not be required to take certain classes. Because after middle school, at least for me and I'm sure for everybody else, you kind of understand what you're good at and not good at, what you at least find somewhat enjoyable. Right. Like for me, can't stand English, can't <laughs> stand science, but I love history and math. So if I could focus on those two, Perfect. Get a degree in that. And I would actually not have the societal pressure of academics because I want to do it myself. So what you're saying is if if what you're studying was more tailor made to your interest mm-hmm. or what you're good at, your aptitude, you might have less pressure? In a way, yeah, because and I, I do not expect this to change at all because <laughs> right. that's more that's the expectation that that's a college thing to yeah. choose what you want to do. But in high school, if you could just say you just can't stand science like me and it's just out of the way and you could focus on what you like doing, then there's not really an issue. Right. Do you guys have a thought on that? I somewhat I do agree with that, actually. Pick up another <laughs> class in the same subject that you actually enjoy. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you actually enjoy something, you're able to get it done you're more motivated yeah, you're way more motivated it's not like you're sitting there grinding out trying to finish some work and in the middle of it you're kind of just pounding your head against the table because you don't want to do it right because you can't figure out how to make a formula or something i agree um i love chemistry but next year i can't take ap chem because I have all these other requirements. Like I would absolutely love to go into that, but 
I can't. And it's really frustrating because that could be something that I would love to go into when I'm older or like even in college, but I can't really explore that any further because of my other requirements in school. Also, if we were able to do that too, it would create a lot more free time because A, we're getting the work done quicker because we want to do it. Yeah. But also B, it's not as much work in a way because either you're not taking the, say you're taking less classes because you don't have to take them or you're still even taking the same amount of classes, just the same subject for a few of them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I really wish it could happen. Um, you only have one more year of this, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're close. Yeah. And this is just me looking back and saying, what could high, what could have made high school better? Yeah, and I mean, I think that's a great perspective. I mean, I've always, I mean, it's nice to be able to pick and choose the kind of things that you're interested in and help maybe figure out what your passion is more quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a reason that we have to take well-rounded um, schedules. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, yeah. I understand that. Somebody smarter than me decided that. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. So let's talk about, you know, the the pressures. You mentioned a second ago that we've got good and bad pressures. You know, when we look at, at, at pressure in a negative way, how is that effect, affecting you guys? Like what, what are the negative effects of, of being pressured? You know, what does it create for you? Stress. Anxiety. Yeah, okay. definitely. Guilt. Somewhat, yeah. Guilt about what? Like, say your parents wanted you to get at least an A in a class and you finished with a B plus, barely missed it. You're then always you... ditching with your friends. <laughs> and they're like, hey, come ditch with us. You never do that, right? <laughs> I, I can't. Maybe once. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> but whether or not it's ditching or um, just simply not understanding what was happening in the class, you feel that sense of guilt because you let someone down. Right. Um, and that's... Uh, yeah, it's disappointing because, like, yeah, we're too. yeah we're teenagers. Like, everyone thinks that we just, like, don't care. But we really, really do care. Right. And I think it gets to a point where we care so much that we're just putting extra pressure on ourselves. But that's just how it is. And with that disappointment factor, it, yeah, it just all piles up and it sucks and i think that <laughs> pretending to like showing off or excuse me giving off the impression that we don't care is like kind of like that defense mechanism totally yeah that we actually do care right a lot probably more than we should yeah. right yeah because deep down inside we all freak out at least one time a week about oh maybe i should have done that homework yeah, and like the the person, I wish I did better on the that person test. that you think has it all together, and is all like uh, shirt buttoned, suit tied, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> buttoned up. Yeah, buttoned up. <laughs> buttoned up. There we go. Ready for um, the day. Ready for the day. Um, looks perfect. Acts perfect. They have the exact same issues. Absolutely. They're the ones that might even freak out more. And again, that defense mechanism to not showing it is them being all buttoned up. Um, and that's the scary thing is that that misconception that people don't care or that it's not important, that's the thing. And it's not really, really the truth. Me. Yeah, it's not the truth. And they like to hide from the truth. Yeah. So are you guys talking about this with your friends? Is Are these topics that come up? Like, do you all 
Uh, Talk about what you're stressed or anxious about with your friends. Definitely. Yeah, a lot school related. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that oh God, I just can't get over this. That school comes up in almost everything that we're talking about. Yeah, just the pressure of school. Yeah, because it's it. it everybody paints it out to be this huge thing, and it, in reality, it pretty much is. Like it right. pretty much sets you up for your career and yeah, yeah. But if you your don't life do well, after twenty two. Oh, you're gonna be homeless. Yeah. Boom. Nothing else. That's, that's, so that's the pressure you feel. Life's yep. over. Life's over that's, if you don't pass a class. That's the really? way they make it seem. Is that if you don't pass this class, if you don't graduate, if you don't get your GED, you will never make a living. No. So let's clarify. Who's the they? Um, society. Society. But more specifically, the main ones, I would say, are uh, school staff. Okay. Definitely and then teacher. family. Yeah, those are the like two big ones. Family just more wants you to succeed right. when yeah. the teachers, they do want you to succeed, but they don't really know how to talk to you. They're there to teach. Yeah. And they, I could they're the con- ones that, like, they did well in school and now they're teaching. <laughs> yeah. And like, I they don't think. understand. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I would assume. Like, if you're going to be a history teacher, it's not like you struggled with history. Right. Yeah. Well, and I could be completely wrong with this, but sometimes it seems like teachers care more about keeping their job, having yeah. a good review at, with the school, than actually like making an impression on us. Right. Actually teaching us something that will stick with us. Right. Yeah. It's more... Oh. You should make a life lessons class. <laughs> that would be, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. You'd take that, huh? Oh, I would take that so fast. So... Something that we haven't talked about today, I mean, you know, there have been a lot of tragedies that have happened in schools recently. Mm-hmm. Um, does that create a different kind of pressure for you guys? Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Uh, it it does create, like, a pressure and, like, a deep-down anxiety to a uh, school, but I feel like I have so many things on my mind that... It's kind of out of sight, out of yeah, mind? Yeah, it, it kind of just blows past me because that may be happening like a few miles away from me. Right. But at the same time, I'm freaking out because I have a final and it's, I, I don't, I have to keep focused on what you've got one to do. thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and what you just said made me think that the fact that the final that we were taking the next day is more important than someone's life. And that's not the truth. It's not more important, but it is painted that way almost. Yeah. That's the impression that we get. Well, life goes on. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And Yeah, but they just make it go on and they don't make any changes. It's tragic because the fact that a tragedy happens at school and then the next week their friends are still grieving, but everybody else is pretty much saying, oh, you got to study for this now because it's coming up tomorrow. Yeah, it's so hard. And I understand, like, the pressures on the school, especially, like, principals and teachers. Like, they they don't know what to do. I mean, I don't think a lot of people know what to do. It's There's not an easy fix. Um, so they do have to keep moving on. But um, I don't think a lot of people understand how deeply it affects everyone, like parents, teachers even. But they have to put on a mask that they – not that they don't care, but they just have to keep moving forward because there are kids that aren't affected by it. Right. 
and they can't, the teachers can't just stop class because of a few kids. Well, the same way that you all are being asked to move on, they have to also yeah. mm-hmm. as the leaders. Yeah. And also, I think what's really different is that we're 18 and under, and we don't really have much experience with loss of life. Right. Yeah. And so it's really hard for us to deal with. But depending on how old the teacher is, they've had 40, 50, 60, 70 years of experiencing that. And that's a completely like generational. And let me say difference. it doesn't get easier. Yeah. You know, to, I know. But like, and you guys have had to deal with a lot of things that you should not have to deal with at, at the point yeah. that you're at in life. Um, I'm not saying it gets easier, but it's happened before. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know how to, how to grieve and you understand how to, uh, move on if not like quicker, but, uh, healthier for yourself. And we have no clue how. So what do you think? uh, You said a minute ago that school administrators and teachers don't really necessarily know what to do. What do you think they could do different that might be helpful? I think it's so, I mean, it's just so hard because everyone grieves in different ways. Sure. Well, it's different for every situation yeah. because you can't just have this routine that you do every single time because then it doesn't mean anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it's the same thing. Like if, if you're going to actually make an impact and like help everyone out through this process of grieving and everything, it has to be fit to that specific incident or anything that's happened. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be really cool to have memorials, Mm -hmm. um, like dedicated memorials, not one saying, oh, this person completed suicide. Mm -hmm. So we need to not have this happen again, but more as a, Remembering who they were as a person, yeah. honoring memorializing their life. Them. Yeah. And and almost it seems demoralizing to me when it's more of like a not propaganda, but a way to say it should never happen. You know what I mean? I feel like the the prevention and the actual remembering the person should be two different topics. Okay. Um and it's good to say like this happened 10 years ago and it was really impactful to a lot of people. And it raised the question about whatever the issue was with the, with why it happened and using that. But after two weeks, you can't say this happened, so we shouldn't do it again. Gotcha. Do you guys agree with that? Um, I, I do, but at the same time, it's like you shouldn't, they're saying you shouldn't do it again, but they need to look more on what can be done to prevent it instead of just giving this other pressure that it just shouldn't happen. Everybody has to be perfect. No one can be sad. Oh yeah, and it's almost like the guilt trip you. Yeah. Yeah. Into not being sad. You're well, not so, allowed to be sad. So the 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 pressures that we're talking about today, do you think that that is often a contributing factor in people completing suicide? Yeah, you're not allowed to show emotion. Yep. You do anything that's a little bit different from the quote-unquote norms, then, oh, they got something wrong with them. Oh, yeah, and... Should have more character instead of of just being black and white. 
Okay. And it's kind of a stereotype, but like the the quote unquote nerdy kid. Okay. Getting picked on and they like seclude and um are really quiet. And this is like in movies, so it's just an example. But then they uh get deeper and deeper in depression and they never express anything. And I feel like that kind of happens in real life too, mm-hmm. where it's yeah, people are afraid to show emotion. Mm-hmm. It's like because it's different. Yeah. Well, and there's also a, an element of competition among a lot of the things. You guys being athletes, you're in competition with your peer groups in mm-hmm. many respects, and even in ap- academics. You know, who got the highest grade on a test or who has the highest grade in a class? I mean, does that create a a, a competition among your peers or pressure? Yeah, definitely. I think um, like going off of that, everyone's just so afraid to be vulnerable because if they're vulnerable, then they can't be that athlete or they can't be that student that they've been for so long. So do you find with everything that's happened, are you guys talking more with each other? Are these things that you're talking about? Are you talking about I'm anxious, I'm depressed, I'm struggling? Um, I think – we're definitely talking about the situation more than what we're going through. Like personally, I did talk to a lot of my friends about what I was going through, but I think it gets to a point where like I would talk to it about, talk about it with my friends, but I don't want to put a burden on them. I don't want it to be something that they have to worry about throughout their day. Um, And I know, and that could just be me in my own head. Like they, and they always, they do tell me all the time, like, yes, I'm always here for you, like no matter what. And I tell them that all the time too. Um, I think it's just for some reason we all feel this pressure of not being able to, or this pressure of um, being a burden on someone that's pretty powerful. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessary, yeah. but we do it anyways. Definitely. Because um, we almost feel guilty that our pressure is being put onto someone else. Yeah. Um, and I think just the way that we fix that is saying it's okay to talk to people about it and it's shouldn't be someone else's worry. Like they should think about you and and care about you and care for you. But if you like stress about them constantly, yeah. then that deteriorates your own mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like casual, not casual, but encouragement towards like your friend if they're going through a rough time, um, just talking to them even once mm-hmm. during that time and not ignoring it because you're stressing about it yourself. So you all feel comfortable enough to do that. Certain people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I wouldn't say it's it's uh it's like a developing thing. Yeah. Um I wouldn't say that it's like overnight we're talking about it and it's really easy because it we do need time to grow and be able to understand how and when to talk about it. Um but I think that we're getting there. Um, like and pers- you think you're getting there because bad things have happened? Um, it's making us sort all stronger of. as people. Yeah. 
better to go um, through well, in my opinion it's better to go through uh more troubles and worse things when you're younger so you can learn about it instead of you're actually in real life as an adult mm-hmm. you get one little one little incident happens and then you completely fold right you have to um, yeah and so condolences to the families that have lost their kids but I just want their deaths to not be in vain. And so, like, as time passes, I hope that people can take from this and anything else that they hear or see is that we can do something. We can can talk. We can... Reach out to somebody that you uh, think is struggling. And express our emotions. Right. It's so... It's such a secluded thing and it shouldn't be well you've painted a perfect picture for that (laughs) um so what are we missing in this conversation around pressures we've kind of gone around the bend we've talked about the different types of pressures today um what do you think that people need to know about what you're dealing with or what you're facing and how can we better help you all the little things give us a lot of pressure too what does Um, that mean like not understanding a singular page of homework, depending on the the situation around it, could completely mess up our day. Okay. Yeah. Not understanding <laughs> one little problem in math class could completely wreck you. Okay. You for, mess up your whole week. Yeah. And your test score just because it, it's one problem. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just because, like, it could be a trigger because school is stressing you out or sports are stressing you out. So my my thing is that parents should not say, oh, it's just this. You'll be fine. Yeah. Instead, like treat it like it's something major because to us, it kind of is at the time. Okay. So maybe realize the small stuff matters more than even mm-hmm. you're letting on. Yeah. Okay. I think also with, with the little things, um, like the little encouragements do matter to us. I think – a lot of people are trying to make these big gestures um, and great, but it's the little things throughout our day that are so powerful sometimes, like seeing someone in the hall and saying hi, like so small, but can seriously make someone's day. Right. A couple of little things can be just way better than one yeah, big thing. Right. Totally. So basically paying attention. Yeah. Yep. You know, and we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want to be valued. Mm-hmm. And, and not I- being afraid to, to say hi. Yeah. Def- oh my gosh. And, not, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's another pressure is like sometimes you'll see someone in the hall and you're like, do I say hi or do I not say hi? Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. That all the time. So am I gonna, am I all the <laughs> time. And that is huge. And it isn't at all. It's one little moment. Am I about to just keep looking straight or what's going on? <laughs> yeah, what? I'll tell you oh, it's they're not looking at their phone. I feel that same pressure. And so, so it's just I, awkward. Yeah. I need to improve on this too, but I need to say hi. I need to be out there. I need to, yeah. you know, <laughs> not go on my little hi. shell for 15 seconds as they're walking by. Um, and uh, we've had this conversation before, but this applies to everybody, no matter what age. But I feel like the stress is bigger, though. On us. And that's just because we're developing, we're finding out who we are. Um, you got more chemicals in our brains. Yeah, the, all the hormones. <laughs> well, but. you guys have, you have a lot more to deal with. You know, in fairness, I didn't grow up with social media. I yeah. didn't grow up with a lot of the technology oh, yeah. that you guys have um, that came after 
um, you all have an access to information immediately in a way that if we wanted that in my generation, you had to go to the library or look at an encyclopedia, like things you all can get at a fingertip today. And, and there's really wonderful benefits of that, I believe, in that you have access to information. The thing that that often doesn't do, though, is give you appropriate context once you've got the information. Mm -hmm. You don't have all of the the backstory that you may need to better understand something. So um, I feel for you guys. I mean, I think you're growing up in an amazing time. Um, I love having conversations like this. You inspire me every time we do it. Um, But I do think that there have been a lot of pressures that are put on you that maybe earlier generations didn't face in the same way. Um, And I certainly know that you all have had to deal with tragedy you know, more recently that really I, nobody should have to deal with it. So um, I'm, I'm really sorry that you guys have had to experience that. I, I do believe um, it will make you all more resilient as people. Um, and it's unfortunate that that's the way you get the lessons. But um, I have to believe there's something good to your point that, you know, all of this didn't happen in vain. Definitely. So before we wrap this up, is there anything else that we think, you know, is there an opportunity here that, you know, we want to tell parents something or teachers something that they should know that we've missed. Don't underestimate emotions with anything going on, whether it's a practice or a game or a test or one problem in math class. It doesn't matter what you think the scale of the issue is but address it and address each situation the same because that way it's not over over uh, excuse me (laughs) it's not what's the word i'm looking for um not overestimating but oversimplifying uh, over exaggerating over exaggerating there we go okay uh that way it's not over exaggerating one thing or uh underestimating another thing right it's all the same and that builds continuity that we kind of need different people have different priorities right so do you think that there's a way that you know your parents or your trusted group that that you talk is there a way i I know that they shouldn't underestimate what's going on um, or over exaggerate but is there a way that they can meet you where you are and better better support you because I'm, I'm not imagining your parents coming and wanting to hug every situation out is going to feel good either. Right. Um, you know, I think parents are struggling to know what to do. Do you guys Definitely. have some practical advice? that Try to get to know the kids that you're working with, whether it's your actual child or a student of yours. Try to get them know, try to get to know them better as a person. Okay. Because we're not all just a bunch of like, robots going in to just listen to you lecture or get yelled at if we spill something. Mm-hmm. You know, we're also people and we actually have like personalities. A lot of people are looked at like just as a kind of a mask. Okay. Like what they look like in first impression. Then that's that's the person. Yeah. I think like also- nobody Sorry. knows you how you know yourself. Right. right. And people should try and learn more about somebody before they think they know everything about them. Be the initiator. Definitely. Don't wait for them to come to you, but actually start the conversation. Okay. I think um, 
yeah, as I said earlier, like the little things like having a trusted adult text you and just check in or go to coffee. I think that's such a powerful thing because, yeah, maybe it'll be awkward for the first few minutes, but you can get into some really cool conversations and then following up with that person is really, really cool. Um, I think also as a parent, um, just supporting your kids' friends too. Um, My mom had a ton of people over um, after one of the incidents happened and we had the best day. We cried together. We laughed together, but it was such a powerful thing to have my mom there, but also my friends there. Um, I think that's something that teenagers need to um, acknowledge is there too. I think yeah. well, it shows you're not alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not alone. And no, I think, we're all people. Yeah. No matter how like your age, everybody has experienced things and we definitely all mm-hmm. talk. We can all, at least here we all speak the same language. Right. Yeah. yeah. So why and, don't and, we actually use it? And yeah. maybe the parents don't understand the technology, but they do understand the emotions that we face. Right. Yeah. So we can open up about that. And that's, that's another thing we can tell parents to do this, that, but we also, as teenagers, need to do something. Yeah. We need say. to be the ones that respond when they initiate the conversation. We need to be the ones that listen to their issues, too. Right. Yeah. Don't discount your parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, and in fairness, parents don't have a handbook on how to be yeah. parents. You know, yeah. like they, they're learning as they go along, too. So I think that's why conversations like this are so important. And, and I appreciate you guys for your willingness to show up and share your perspective. I I don't know that we've captured everything about pressures here today, but um, I do think that I feel like we have some better insight about it. Um, and to your just, point. Just graze the surface. Yeah. I think this was a cool conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, please contact Colorado Crisis Services. They can be reached by text at 38255 or by phone at 844-493-8255. For a complete list of resources, visit 1043thefan.com, cozy101.com, or kygo.com and click on Mental Health Awareness, located under the Strengthening Families page. The Teen Talk Podcast is presented by the Public Affairs and News Department of Bonneville, Denver. Please don't text and drive.